Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Prime podcast. Today, Tyler and I sit down and talk about all things fitness genre related. We dive into CrossFit, bodybuilding, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, all the things to help you figure out which genre you like best. Hope you enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> hey! Let's go! Back! I'm at my, I'm at my, I'm at my pride! Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Prime podcast, hanging out with Coach Tyler. And today, the topic of conversation is going to be all the different types of training you can do and which one we think might be the best, mainly because we do that one the most. And, you know, I guess we'll, we'll take it from there. Ty, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, actually, it's it's quite rainy here, but... I don't really go outside in the middle of the day other than for walks. I did walk in the rain, which is not ideal considering my raincoat is not so raincoatish anymore. It's kind of letting the water through. But nonetheless, uh, competition is coming up here in like three days. Pretty excited oh, yeah, this about weekend. that. There you go. Yep, this weekend. Four workouts, which is kind of rare. You usually see three workouts for like the kind of everybody. And then if you make the finals, there's a fourth one. But this this time it's four plus a floater workout and then you know who knows if we make the finals then that's five workouts in one day so well, wait <laughs> it's wait so did you say it's four plus a floater plus a final yeah yeah so technically there's four workouts and the, and a floater and i don't know what the floater is actually so nice um, you know what's kind of fun is that we did that um, we did one competition at our new space and we did it as four as, as opposed to having a final. And I enjoyed seeing it and watching it and doing it um, a lot more than the three in a final, to be honest. Meaning like you just accumulated points yep. for all of them and you just won if you won. Yeah. And yeah, the final, like that. I mean, if you think about like some of the competitions that we've been in, um, when you get to the finals, a lot of people don't want to do it you know, the competitors and a lot of people don't yeah. stay and watch. So it's kind of like um, at that point, it's not, it kind of loses its luster a little bit. Whereas sure if you does, just kind of yeah. have four equally scored events that kind of challenge your, you know, your, your fitness in different ways, you know, maybe you have a longer cardio aerobic effort, maybe you have a shorter, heavier thing. You know, if you can find a way to make those four fitness tests challenge different things, it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, We've we've done some competitions. I, I know for sure every competition I'm in. Well, no, this isn't bragging, but every competition I've been in, I've been in the finals. And by the time we get to the finals, I'm like, oh, man, I kind of don't want to do this. Like, I, I almost want to go home, um, especially when we're in a position like you and I were back in Albany, where we, you know, we made it to the finals, but there was just some absolute savages in the in the competition, guys and girls that were like had gone to the games and we're going to go to the games again. We kind of knew it was, it wasn't going to, we thought it wasn't going to happen. We ended up taking, I think second there, but Lee going into that one, I was, I was scared uh, and tired and didn't want to do the competition. 
or didn't want to do that, that final workout. But yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of where you get to because you're so beat up from going hard for so long that at that point, and you usually have to wait a long time for the finals to kind of play out. So you're kind of just sitting around for so an long. hour or two and you're just getting tired and getting kind of sore and you're like, Oh, I just want to go home and eat and take a nap because a lot of times in your competitions, like you're there for a long time and you're not really getting any real food because you're nervous that you're going to, you know, yak it all back up if you, yeah, <laughs> if you go pretty hard yeah. in a workout. So yeah, it's a whole, there's definitely a lot to competing that, you know, we don't talk about on that end of things, but it's always about just like, Oh, what is the workouts? What does it look like? But what does your day look like? How do you drink water? How do you do this? Like, do you take pre-workout before every, every workout? That's so much caffeine, you know, it's just like people do some wild <laughs> stuff um, in those competitions. So it's just like other things to think about that don't necessarily always come up. And I think, you know, I think competitions are nice. I mean, speaking for myself, it kind of gives me, not that my training doesn't have purpose, but it is nice, you know, once or twice a year to kind of feel like an athlete again, quote unquote, um, and have something to, you know, something to work towards, but enough, enough for me. What, give me, give me your, uh, week update. What's going on with you? Uh, so locally we just finished off the Boilermaker, um, which is that 15 K road race that we traditionally do in our area. Um, it was a little bit lighter in terms of, you know, for them, it's usually, I think, like eleven to 12,000 people. I think this year might have been 8,000 people. But for me, that made it feel better because, as Tyler knows, that first mile or two can get a little, uh, I guess, treacherous would be the word, as like there's a, there's a mass of people and you're trying to navigate through all of them. And you can't really get a good pace going in the beginning. This year, there wasn't as many people. It wasn't as crowded. So it made that first two miles kind of actually be you know like a a solid pace and i really enjoyed it i th- i was dreading it saturday night i didn't really want to do it i mean i think the, the best time that i ever not necessarily the best time speed wise but the most enjoyable time i've ever had running the races is with tyler and, and our boy griff who is a physical therapist out, out in albany and we're just kind of hanging out and like every couple miles somebody would like take off and you know it was just like kind of like a fun enjoyable race we're chatting we're you know we're analyzing people's gait and we're just you know we're doing like different things and it was just a lot of enjoyable and this year i didn't really have anyone that at least that i knew of that i was going to pace with or hang out with um it ended up being the opposite because i ended up running into a colleague of of tyler and i's who's a, a strength coach and does some stuff out in the albany area as well and we ended up running the whole thing together and it was a lot of fun we paced each other and it you know it just became a much more enjoyable race than I was anticipating. And because of that, and we paced each other and we were having fun and enjoying it. I actually think I got the best time that I've ever, I've ever gotten in, in re- at least in recent memory. I think uh, the pacing one is nice when you have someone to like kind of pick you up when you're feeling a little crappy, you know, mile five, mile six, you know, Boilermakers nine and change. So about halfway through or when it's quiet, the roads, there's not a lot of spectators per se things get a little weird but when you're following someone or you're people watching (laughs) with someone uh, it's nice and distracting for sure yeah so i mean overall i I, that was probably the highlight of my weekend in the week leading up to you know from last wednesday's episode to this wednesday's episode and um you know even i have a little bit of you know I, i have a little bit of like calf tightness and I guess a little like lower, lower leg stuff, but I haven't run nine and, you know, nine and a half miles or whatever, um, in one shot. Usually I never do when I'm in training and I only run <laughs> twice a week and much of my training 
up to this point, as we talked about last episode, is all like athlete, you know, specific. So I've even tailored down some of that distance running to focus on the speed and, and agility and power output stuff. So it kind of makes sense that my lower legs are a little bit beat up a little bit. But I think overall, I mean, I hit a pretty solid front squat on Monday as part of our athlete program, which I was pretty happy with. For me, like hitting 250 for a solid four. Uh, for me, it's pretty solid. So, you know, my max is nice. generally around 275. So hitting 250 um, with just a little bit of a wedge, no belt, and a solid front squat that had, that moved pretty well for me. That's a, that's a win. Win, win, win. For sure. No belt. That's nice. That's good. So topic for today. What, what is it? So we got uh, various types of training. So we, t- we touched upon it a little bit. So what we would be considered as at Prime Movement Performance, kind of what Tyler and I mostly of would be something or what is popular what crossfit kind of popularized but before kind of crossfit was doing it this is kind of common uh in a what you would consider like a like a football strength conditioning gym so doing power cleans doing snatches doing some olympic lifting doing stuff like that the only thing that they kind of did differently is when it comes to conditioning they kind of mushed all these things together and this is kind of where they changed the game and i think people get confused about like what crossfit actually is and i think crossfit is everything therefore it's nothing so crossfit can't be olympic lifting crossfit can't be powerlifting, bodybuilding all these different things and i think people get confused because of that when we're here to try to, in some ways, educate on the topic a little bit to kind of go through, like, what do we define these things as? And maybe in some ways, how we all should be looking at them to give us just some clarity around, like, what am I actually doing? And why am I doing this? And what benefits do each of these have? Because they do all have specific benefits and downsides, right? And downsides that we should talk about as well. So I think because we're on that topic, we might as well start there in terms of like traditional CrossFit or functional fitness. And, you know, like I think uh, Marcus Philly calls it functional bodybuilding. OPEX calls it mixed modality training. Essentially, everybody who's anybody who owns a gym right now is doing some version of what CrossFit popularized back in the early 2000s. They're all doing functional fitness, constantly varied at somewhat of an intensity, which, you know, which is the definition of CrossFit. So, you know, like, I guess first, I guess we should define what functional fitness is and then what intensities are and then like all this other kind of stuff so we can kind of have some other things to base it off of. So, Ty, how would you define functional fitness? You know, you asked me this question now, the answer would be a lot different than if you asked me, I don't know, five, seven years ago when I started CrossFit or before I finished PT school. But yeah, I mean, I guess functional fitness would be traditionally or, or commonly thought as movements that mimic the, the daily uh, movements of life, of, of like human function. Um, but I would define functional fitness as fitness, not just um, directed towards improving, you know, strength and all of those things, but directly intended to improve the function of body parts and movement patterns that play into your, you know, into your daily life. So it's, it's tough because, you know, you ask someone like, what's functional fitness? And people will say like, oh, like cleaning sad bags from the ground or like overhead squats, because it like kind of mimics some quote unquote functional movement from everyday life but you know when you really break it down like functional movement is just stuff that you're doing and i think it's relative to the person what do you what do you think there 
Yeah, I would say 100%, like a functional a functional fitness program for an athlete because of their daily functions and the things that they have to perform on the field are going to be vastly different than a school teacher and then which should also be different from a construction worker. You know, a construction worker might actually have to lift a sandbag up off the ground and throw it around 50 times in a day, maybe hundreds mm-hmm. of times for a day, or maybe somebody who's doing landscaping and they got to take 50 pound bags of mulch from their truck and carry them to somebody's backyard and they got to do a hundred trips multiple times. So, you know, what they need to do versus what the school teacher needs to do, which what the athlete needs to do are going to be different. Um, yes, we all might have to hinge to some regard. We all might have to squat or do some sort of thing like that. But really, like, we want you to be able to live your daily life better. You know, whatever that looks like for you, that's what kind of our MO is like, find your prime. Like, find your prime is like living your best life, whatever that is for you. Like, if that is something that, you know, you want to play basketball, like I want to play recreational basketball at a high level. So there's things that I have to do that would be more functional for me that might not be as functional for Tyler in this part of his life because he's, you know, maybe just training to be, do a CrossFit competition. So the function that he has to do is different than me. Like he's working on, you know, he did a workout the other day that we had programmed and he added bar muscle ups and I wouldn't have to do that. There's nothing, there's nothing functional (laughs) for me right now in my life that a bar muscle up would help me achieve. Um, But, you know, so there's different things that we can plug and play in those things. So we're just, again, we're just kind of fitting them into what works best for that person and what their day-to-day life looks like and the, the tasks that they might need to accomplish in their life or the things maybe that they want to accomplish. And that's the, what I would say functional fitness kind of lies for me as well. Fair. Yeah. And, and I mean, most people, if you really ask them to think about what that means, they're going to probably come to the same consensus that me and you are. But when you think of CrossFit, when you think of functional fitness, you like we all have this vision in our mind, but we can't really adequately describe it. We just end up describing all other, all these other things of fitness. You know, you ask someone random who understands fit and you say, what's CrossFit? And they're going to probably say like, oh, you know, <laughs> flipping tires and climbing ropes and doing muscle ups and, and doing barbell cleans. But like, what makes that functional fitness? I don't know. Is it just that it's fancy and it's complex and it doesn't look like anything else? Maybe, but uh, you know, it's funny, you, you know what it is, but you can't really describe it. A hundred percent. I would agree with that. I mean, we had somebody who called a long time ago and asked if we did extreme, extreme CrossFit, which extreme CrossFit was flipping, <laughs> tire, flipping tires and doing all that kind of stuff. So they would, they even took it to the next level, extreme CrossFit, but CrossFit is defined, you know, like we talked about before as functional movements, um, constantly varied, I should say functional movements performed at high intensity. So if we're looking at functional movements, we kind of just talked about them and what they classify them as is squat, deadlift, push, pull. Those are kind of like the general consensus of movement patterns that we all need to do. Um, where it's with squat, you know, unilateral and bilateral hinge, which is deadlifty patterns. And then we have push, pull, vertical, horizontal. And then you have like angular ones too that CrossFit never talks about, but those are also in the patterns like incline pressing, or, you know, like incline type pull down type stuff. And then also, I think, which which also doesn't get thrown in there as much as carries, right? I think carrying something, especially if you live in a metropolitan area, that could be one of the most functional movement patterns you do. You know, you're carrying your groceries seven blocks to your house or up the stairs and different things like that. And I know Dan John throws uh, carries into his categories of functional movements that you need to do. And there's also like your core and how does that look? So I think if we're looking at like, anywhere from six to eight functional movement patterns that everyone kind of agrees on, no matter what scope of, of their 
their fitness lies. You know, like Mike Boyle might agree with the same functional movement patterns as Ben Bergeron, who's bigger into CrossFit. And then you might get Dan John and, you know, you get James Fitzgerald, who's the head of OPEX and all these guys might agree on some of those functional movement patterns as being like pretty similar. Now how they get there, um, that's where things might differ a little bit. And I think that's the, the truth about pretty much any style of fitness. If we really break it down, every style of fitness is accessing the same movement patterns. You know, like you said, squat, hinge, lunge, upper body pushing and pulling, a little bit of core work, some carry, and some sort of aerobic intensity. Now, how we get there differs quite a bit depending on what fitness style you're doing, but the end result is the same and it becomes more and more the same uh, kind of when you get into a certain type of person or group of people, like it really, it doesn't matter. And to be quite honest, you shouldn't be doing the same necessarily style all year round. And I think that's where, you know, throwing in things, fitness uh, styles or exercises from other quote unquote styles of fitness, certain parts of the year, or certain parts of the week can be very helpful and healthy for someone who is kind of stuck in one, one training style. And, and I mean, you do that or we do that for sure at prime, both remotely and the in-house programming. If someone walked in, they would think CrossFit until they saw the workouts and they'd be a little confused for sure. Yeah. I had this conversation with a potential client who was like, Oh, I do CrossFit already. Uh, I'll be good to go. And I was like, just so we're clear, uh, we don't do CrossFit in this traditional sense. And he was like, well, what do you mean? Can you explain it? Um, so I kind of went through it and he's like, Oh, I want to try it anyway. So, um, so we're, he's going to try it out anyway. Like even one of my clients. Yeah. One of my recent clients who, you know, we were, she, we were, she was on my Instagram. She, she has been a, a weightlifter her whole life and competed at, you know, a pretty decent level at, at Olympic weightlifting, which we didn't put on our list, which I, we could probably throw it in there too. And, from the way that we program or the, the style that I have and Tyler and I have talked about our styles and different things, why certain people come to us. She just PR'd her front squat at 200 pounds. And that was the first time she's ever hit that in her life. And it went up pretty smooth. And it was a, a combination of, you know, taking a step back away from Olympic lifting to talk about Tyler's point. It is important to kind of do some other things and maybe go more functional in terms of doing some single leg and unilateral work to fight off some imbalances that then might carry over to the other thing. You know, in running or in different sports, they call that cross training, right? So mm -hmm. as you go and do some, if you're a runner and you go lift weights, that's called cross training. I don't know if they still use that term anymore, but that was what it was called to do something different that would have a benefit for you. Um, that was outside of your normal scope of things. And that's what Tyler's saying. It might be good to do CrossFit sometimes or Olympic lifting sometimes or bodybuilding sometimes um, and go through those and play around with different things. Yeah, I mean, when you when you think about it after we've talked about it in this way, you know, I guess you could say that CrossFit, maybe not functional fitness, but CrossFit can more appropriately be defined by the intensities and how those intensities are manipulated over the course of the week or the month. You know, when you told that person, like, uh, we don't really do CrossFit, what you were really saying was like, uh, we don't like go, we don't throw down super hard with Metcons or conditioning workouts as traditionally done in CrossFit. And maybe we don't use the barbell in a very high paced, complex way as CrossFit traditionally does it does. And maybe we have a little bit more isolation work where we're just focusing on like one muscle group or one body part before and after we breathe hard. So it's like, yeah, you're still going to get some of that high intensity, fast paced stuff, but there's going to be a lot of extra 
per se. Yeah. And I think the thing that's most similar, which people don't realize, which is kind of funny, is the thing that's most similar to CrossFit, I think, is like these boot camp, these bells and balls classes, which Tyler thinks is funny that I call them bells and balls classes. But the reason why I call it that is because all they use is dumbbells, kettlebells, and medicine balls. And But the, the style of the workouts are more similar to what you would see in a CrossFit gym than a bodybuilding or a powerlifting gym or anywhere else they're doing usually you know if you think about like fit body boot camp which is a very popular chain they do 30 minutes of like just intense intervals the entire time that's all they do you know if, if you look at orange theory they're doing the same thing and it's like kind of a bells and balls model they don't do barbells they have rowing machines and treadmills and then dumbbell racks and medicine balls and they go through these in high intense intervals and they just look like what crossfit did um, more similarly than any other training model so if you if you're like oh i'm doing i do these boot camp classes and it's like not but it's not crossfit like those are the, probably the most similar and you know than not so it's kind of funny when people like look at them at different ends of the spectrum, but when we people think that because I use a barbell that it's all of a sudden like CrossFit and much more difficult <laughs> or much more or much more like hardcore that I used a barbell. You know, it's not much more hardcore. The only difference is that now I can create a different stimulus with a heavier load, you know, doing a doing a heavier deadlift. I mean, yeah, if I was deadlifting hundred pound dumbbells, which these gyms don't usually have, then yeah, that would be pretty darn challenging too. Or if I was doing dumbbell snatches with hundred pound dumbbells, that's a different game. But most of these gyms have just lighter weights, and they but they do them at a high intensity, and they're kind of cranking at them. So I would think they're very they're very similar. And then if we flip the the script, I know Tyler has dabbled in this. I have not. But if we flipped it and we look at the opposite of cardio, you think of like power lifters. <laughs> Like mm -hmm. the power, like they hate cardio, you know, powerlifting, like cardio has no place in a powerlifting gym. So what is your experience with powerlifting and kind of like, where does that fit on this kind of spectrum? First of all, talk about like what yeah. powerlifting is, like what are the three main lifts and things like that? Yeah. So powerlifting focuses on mainly the bench, right? So a barbell bench press, a deadlift and uh, the squat, back squat. Uh, and the nature of the sport or the training style is that you're trying to basically get as strong as you can in those three lifts. Now, people who partake in powerlifting but don't necessarily compete, um, you know, I'm sure that they're still trying to get those areas strong, but you know, the end result is going to a powerlifting meet or competition and hitting a one repetition maximum at those three lifts to see how much you can get. You can win like, you know, medals and you can hold records for this state or that county or this country or that, you know, the whole world. But in some ways it's very similar in the fact that it's, it's goal oriented. It's, but it's a lot easier to describe and define. I think it's similar to CrossFit in, in the way that you can progress from week to week you're kind of around a group of people You typically work out with the same group of people all the time. But like you said, there's not really much cardio. Um, I think uh, a lot of these powerlifting guys and girls consider cardio anything above, you know, like six to eight reps. Their, their heart starts going, the lungs get going. But uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It, the problem was I found myself kind of not doing some of the other things I felt I needed to be, you know, to move well and stay healthy. And I think even like if you if you take them, obviously, if you take any of these things to the extreme, right, if we take CrossFit or if we take powerlifting or bodybuilding when we get to it or any of these sort of genres of fitness, 
that's where, you know, there's a lot of injury and there's a lot of pain, you know, power lifters. If you look at strong men and power lifters, they, they tend to be in a lot of pain, you know, when they're in those things, they, they may not be living the healthiest of lifestyles. And I think what we have to do as, you know, trainers and coaches and just like general fitness enthusiasts is kind of peel back the onion a little bit about like, what are these people doing at that highest level? Like when we look at the CrossFit games, it's hard to realize or rationalize that what they're doing is so far and beyond and above like what we are doing in our gym. And it's easy to see at the Boilermaker, for example, um, the top, the winner who set the record ran a 430 pace in a mile. Wow. For nine miles. <laughs> so you, you know what I'm saying? So like most people can understand that because they can see like, wow, like that's a really fast mile. I can't even do that for one thing. But then when you watch the CrossFit stuff, you're kind of like, oh, like especially as a, somebody who doesn't do it or somebody who's maybe, you know, just like an enthusiast, like, oh, I can do that. Like that's not that difficult. And, you know, Tyler knows as he got humbled very hard in his first uh, CrossFit workout and it was just like bodyweight exercises and he got, yeah, you know, <laughs> he was like a, like a hardo, you know, like right out of college football type guy. And he came in and he was like, this is not hard. And then he was like, I don't know what just happened, but my body is not doesn't want to do anything right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, any training style you look at, even our, our last 20 minutes of talking, when we're talking about these different training styles, like in reality, we were just talking about the higher end individuals, the competitive individuals. When you, when you break it down though, like the most, the largest percentage of people doing these training styles are people like you and me, the general fitnessers who found that training style because a friend did it or because it was the easiest one to get into. And they're just trying to be healthy, be strong and look good naked. So flexing from one to the other is probably pretty easy for most people. It might take a little bit of a learning curve, but like you said, for me, yeah, definitely walked into what prime was uh, CrossFit Utica back in the day. And I was like, ah, this is nothing. It was like assault bike, you know, fan bike, some squats some pushups, and there was a couple of dudes in there who were probably late 30s, early 40s, and they were about to get in. I was like, oh, I'm going to crush these dudes. I didn't even know what I was getting into. I couldn't finish the workout. It was supposed to be five rounds of all those things. And I think I stopped in the third round because I just went way, way too hard. They redlined early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then if we're, if we're moving on to different different levels, like we said, like, yeah, powerlifting. We got CrossFit. We got some boot camp type stuff, and then there's like the the purely aesthetic style of training, which is like bodybuilding, figure competitions, um, you know, bikini. I don't I don't know what they're all called to be honest, but there's a lot of aesthetic driven competition styles and different things that you can do. And here, I think the training plays a role too. But then I think people get into, where people get into trouble here is their nutrition, and I think they they overly kind of go crazy with the nutrition part of it and to, to obviously this is a competition as well just like powerlifting can be to, to lift the most weight at all costs crossfit is to do the most random things at at the best i guess all <laughs> in a smorgasbord of some sort at all costs and then bodybuilding is to look the best on a stage right while you're being judged by somebody so when we're looking at these at the highest level there's obviously some things that we there's always some pros and cons obviously like when we're doing a lot of bodybuilding, there's what we would call like isolation type exercises, which can be super beneficial for all of 
these categories, right? So it could be super beneficial for a power lifter to do some of these bodybuilding exercises to, as Tyler had said, to keep you healthy. And it could be beneficial for a CrossFit athlete to get better at certain things. Like if you want to get better at pressing over your head or handstand pushups or any other random CrossFit movement like dips, then you probably should be doing some tricep extensions too. If you want to get better at pull-ups and you want to have that volume of those butterfly pull-ups and kipping pull-ups and doing some high volume bicep curls might also be beneficial, but those are considered quote unquote bodybuilding exercises. So I think they like, if you do them correctly and if you have a good kind of focus on different things, like they all can kind of bleed into one another and be beneficial for everybody. You know, even if you're a bodybuilder, if you're trying to put on mass, like doing some powerlifting might be beneficial, you know, and there's been some research now that shows that the CrossFit stuff actually does do some like that, that high volume uh, and repetition of things for certain body types does actually do a great job of, you know, building muscle as well. So, you know, if we're looking at all these things in a, in a different scope, it, it just shows that there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's when we're, we're looking at it. And what's important to do, at least from my perspective, is to find the thing that, you know, I just want people to, to move and be healthy. Obviously, if, if we're talking about athletes and the people who, you know, the, the, the way that we deliver things, I'm going to deliver things in the way that I found works the best for the, the people who I've worked with in the past. And for me, that's that functional fitness. And for the athletes, it's a certain style that I do with the athletes, um, which is different than how we train our, our general population. Um, but like that, I'm going to be giving you my best, whatever that looks like at the moment. And it's always evolving. And I think that's what's important to understand is that like it's our job or it's our duty to continue to evolve and learn from these different sects of, of fitness to be able to kind of bring you the best of all of them and find things that are beneficial that are going to help you you know achieve your goals yeah i mean at the end of the day regardless of what fitness style or training style you've chosen or you're sticking with you know the the biggest thing is being consistent and actually like buying into it whether it's a program or the style or the coach you know trying to buy in fully to what you're doing staying consistent for multiple weeks or months before you try to make a change or do something different so that you can really understand why or why, you know why it did work or why it didn't work and and make the right choice on when you try to change styles shameless plug here uh, if you are looking for you know a, a program or a training style that has the kind of the right mix of of all the things in our opinion um, definitely reach out we can chat with you about you know, why we think this might help you. And to be honest with you, we might tell you it's not for you. You know, it's not for everyone. But if you're looking for a mix of everything we, we discussed, um, definitely reach out to Anthony or myself or go ahead and check out our website. We'll put it in the, the show notes and uh, we can continue this conversation. Yeah. And, and before I go, I, there was just one more thought that kind of popped in my head because this comes up in kind of common conversation because some of these, all the, a lot of these topics that we talk about kind of come up in conversation with athletes or different things that kind of happen. And one of the things that I find is that folks will say like, you know, like you can't get strong doing CrossFit or you can't get strong doing this or, you know, so I think whether you, you know, you, or you can't change your aesthetics based off of powerlifting. So even though like that's not the main pri primary goal of like the, genre of fitness so let's say if i'm doing powerlifting, maybe that's the, the the main goal isn't aesthetics right for crossfit or those functional fitness things maybe the main goal isn't aesthetics but it doesn't mean that it can't change your aesthetics 
You know what I mean? So it can't change how you look. And just like bodybuilding, just like because bodybuilding, I'm focused on how I look, doesn't mean I can't get stronger doing bodybuilding training. You know, so again, these kind of things kind of bleed into each other quite a bit. And, you know, just because you pick one or, you know, you don't have to do, you don't have to throw the kitchen sink at, you know, you don't have to make a wholesale change in your life. You can just do small things and still get benefits um, in other aspects of your, your fitness life that are carry that have a lot of carryover. Agreed. Yeah. And, and like Tyler had said, we, over the last, you know, like for me, it's been about, I don't even know, like 14, 15, 16 years of training folks in some capacity, whether it's athletes or, you know, general population folks. I think we, I finally feel like super, super confident. Not that I haven't felt super confident about what the, the, the service and product that we offer before, but now I think with, you know, just the way that the comfort I think that we have with where we've landed and being comfortable. I think sometimes when we go through these different things and you're a CrossFit gym, you, they, you know, I've always had in my head that I have to do certain things to be true to the name or to be true to this or true to that. But I think now as you know, I'm getting older, I'm getting more comfortable, like I said, in my own skin and not being like, whatever they call that, like, um, imposter syndrome. Right. So I'm not faking Mm -hmm. it. So I think we, we've, we've landed comfortably and confidently somewhere in the middle. And I think I've always kind of inherently done this, but never, never had, I guess, the, the confidence to kind of go all in with it. And, and like we, Tyler and I have talked about this, is that the style of training that we do is pretty unique. And people will seek us out for that style because Tyler and I have, have talked about like, oh, this person wants CrossFit. And so I'm giving them CrossFit, you know, like I've had people come to me and they want Olympic lifting or they want this. So I give them that, but deep down, it's not something that I, I feel super comfortable doing because it's not who I am as a trainer and Mm -hmm. and a coach. So I want to make sure that they're getting like what they asked for. And that's my version of fitness, which is a little bit unique. And it has some things that I've found that have worked the best, you know, over the that, that time frame of, of training folks and learning and continuing to learn each and every day. Our training styles overlap quite a bit. I mean, we be, we come from different backgrounds for sure, but you know, I came up as a coach through CrossFit Utica directly under you. So much of what I do is, is learned from you and even still, uh, but I would agree, you know, I, I mean, I've only been a coach in some capacity for a good five or six years, but I do feel very comfortable with where, where I am as far as how I provide the service to folks in my training style with individuals. Um, and I think it's just because of reps, you know, having more, more clients, more people that have had success, some that haven't had success, you learn what works, what doesn't work and what works for most people. And, and we've really settled into that. Um, and, you know, continuing to learn more, but definitely have settled into like a nice solid, um, methodology per se. Yeah. And if you, and you know, and to piggyback off of what Tyler was saying before, if you did want to learn more about how we do things, or maybe even want, you know, a little sample of how we do it, I'm sure we can make that happen. And um, usually in the sure. bottom of the show notes, um, I will put a, a link to either of our bios for Instagram. So that's going to be the easiest way to reach out to either of us through DM there. And, you know, Tyler is much more active on his, uh, 
social media account, but I do my best to, to at least make one post and some stories per day. So there's some content in there too <laughs> to, to learn from. And while I do most of my content is a, a revolved around athletic performance, many of those things can also carry over to general performance and overall a healthier lifestyle. Absolutely. So I think that's it for today. We want to actually a little bit longer today, which I was not anticipating. So um, again, thanks for hanging out with us. And Tyler, any closing thoughts? I guess one closing thought is try not to get too stuck in any sort of way of thinking around fitness. Um, continue to be willing to learn other things. Try new new styles of fitness. Go to that random group class that your friend wants to go you to go to, and you know you never know. It, it might broaden your horizons and make you enjoy movement even more. And that's it, folks. Till next time, I help you find your prime. Later. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Find Your Prime podcast. As usual, we would love to hear your comments and feedback. Give us some five-star reviews to help us help more people find their prime. If you want to get in touch with Tyler or myself, remember the best way to do that would be on Instagram. Mine is at amercurio. M-U-C-U-R-I-O and Tyler's is at TylerKalasi.B-P-T Till next time. Hey, hey, I'm at my prime. Whoa. Said I'm at my prime.